If you missed it, surprise, we're moving to LA in 13 days. So the podcast schedule is going to be a little different the next couple of weeks. Our house is an absolute mess. There are boxes everywhere. The kitchen is a disaster. I've already packed away most of my clothes. Actually, my entire office is mostly packed away, like except for large furniture and then the plants that are on the shelf behind me. I've gotten a lot done. We both have. And I'm really excited to just get all of this over with. I just want to be a month in the future where like we've already settled down, we've unpacked everything, and we just get to enjoy living the LA lifestyle. So there's a lot to update you on. And because I'm not sticking to my podcast schedule at the moment, because I don't have time to pour into the research and create like the educational content that I want to with a couple of the episodes that are coming up, namely the It's Giving Cult, Sex Ed, and the You're On Your Own Kid episodes. It's just like, God damn it, like this couldn't have come at a worse time with my podcast schedule. It's so important to me to maintain this schedule like I, I was talking about this on Instagram and I just, I, 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 I didn't feel right just canceling it for a couple of weeks. Also because I was worried, like, I'm only two episodes in. What if I cancel this? Like, am I going to come back to it or am I just going to kind of fall off and not do it, you know? And so my remedy to that was instead of switching the episodes around and doing an easier quote unquote episode this week that I would just produce bonus content completely unplanned in comparison to the menu. Because like what got me is like I created a menu for this first season. I don't think I'll do seasons moving forward like this or I may not announce them. I don't know. But like what got me is I had a specific schedule and I showed you guys. And because I can't honor that, it's like, okay, what can I do to at least honor my weekly uploads? So it's like, yeah, I have quote five people listening, but it's still important to me to give you something. And so we're just kind of, and so we're just going to kind of be rambling today. I need something that is very easy to edit. Uh, that's easy for me to, I don't know, just I, I can listen to it. I don't have to do too many cuts because like the other episodes, I don't know, they feel a little bit more performative. They're very specific. I want to be like, I, I don't know. And already I feel a lot more relaxed with this mindset of like, oh, I just kind of get to ramble today. I don't have to follow a script. Like I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want. And I'm really excited about that because boy, do I have some stuff to tell you. So we're going to start with LA. Some of you may be wondering why LA? Um, Especially if you've known me long enough and you know how obsessed I was with New York. So we did not want to move to L.A. for almost two years. Like we have friends who are out there. And so we've been out there quite a few times to like visit them. And we've been wanting to move from Vegas for a while. We're both depressed. We both don't have friends here. We mostly just stay in our house. Uh, We'll go out and we'll do some things, but we just we hate the strip. And it's so ugly here. It's so brown. It's just dusty. And it's just, and then it gets like way too hot in the summer. It's just, it's a whole thing. Um, And so we were looking at different places for a while. We were considering Colorado for a while. And then as we like sat on it longer, like thinking about it, I was like, dude, we're not going to be able to manage like five, six months of winter. I'm like, we're already dying. And it's not even like cold this like past winter. Like it wasn't that bad. And I I just felt really unsettled with that. I do not want to move back east. So if you don't know anything about me, 
I grew up in Atlanta. Uh, I do not want to go back to the South ever. Um, and so we just started toying with the idea of LA because originally we were saying, oh, we don't want to go there because there's so many people. It's a massive city and my partner doesn't love big, big cities. Um, like his dream is to live a little bit more rural and have bees and like maybe a goat and chickens and garden. Like that is his background. Like that's how he grew up. And I know that that's eventually where he would like to be. And I'm interested in that slower lifestyle later on. But right now I just really crave the access to so many niche art shops and just niche shops in general, let alone the fucking incredible weather like god I cannot I cannot get over how beautiful it just is all year round like the house that we found is on this really beautiful quiet street in Santa Monica there's massive old growth trees it's so lovely it's so green and I I still can't believe our luck for finding a place in Santa Monica, and it's like $500 under our budget. Because, you know, rent's fucking expensive in LA, let alone Santa Monica. I did not realize that Santa Monica is one of the most expensive zip codes. So it's going to be interesting, but there are so many pros to this. Like, we're going to be living two, three minutes walk max from our best friends. So like, Kevin's best, best friend since kindergarten and his fiance, who's become like one of my best friends, like we flew out a week ago to go see this house because like we sent them over to look at it. We're like, hey, can you go check this out? We like called it redeeming a coupon because like we hadn't sent them as representatives for us to a house or an apartment at that point. Like Kevin went out like a month ago to look at stuff and then uh, we just kept looking online, kept running into roadblocks with it. It was like, yeah, we're thinking about an apartment, but we really don't want to go back into an apartment. Like our lifestyle just does not fit that anymore. It's like, if we have to, we will. It gets us to LA, but especially with some sensory stuff and just whatever else, it's just, we really were hoping we could find a house. And if you know anything about Santa Monica in particular, like houses get eaten up so fast, especially if you're renting. Don't I cannot even imagine buying there right now. So anyway, we sent our friends over to this house and they did a tour of it. And my friend took a video of the entire house. It's small. It's like 850 square feet. Uh, but it has a really cute little backyard. There's like a little patch of AstroTurf. Uh, the rest is concrete, but it's totally fine. Cause like we're surrounded by trees and there's going to be plenty of room for Kevin to do some like gardening stuff. And, Uh, it gets some really good natural light. It is a two bedroom, so I am losing my office and I'm really bummed about that. But I also knew that that was going to happen because of A, our budget, B, just the way that a lot of the houses are in Santa Monica. Yeah, so we sent them over there and we were like, oh shit, okay, you know, this, this checks a lot of boxes. This is the first house that does. And especially in LA, let alone Santa Monica, like you have to move very quickly if you find a house or a place in general, like especially a house. Cause like, like I said earlier, those get taken up really fast. So it's like, if you want something, you got to move. And so we booked a flight for like that night and got in really late. And then the next morning we had a showing, walked around and I was just like, oh, this is, this is wonderful. 
Uh, it's really charming. It's got like the like kind of old historic Santa Monica charm, but it's been renovated in a lot of ways, but there's like some quirks to it. And I'm already trying to plan out where we're going to arrange everything because that's like the first thing that I think of. I'm like, okay, how are we going to fit our furniture? How am I going to how am I going to decorate it? How are we going to organize it? And because it's so much smaller than the house that we're in right now, I'm like a little anxious about some things not fitting uh, and just trying to make sure like we make the most of the storage that we have and like investing in some more storage stuff. And it's just it's going to be rough because it's expensive. Uh, rent is expensive. Cost of living is higher. Investing in, you know, like extra storage stuff or like some things we'll absolutely need. Like, for instance, this house does not have a microwave. And so we got to go get a microwave or I mean, this is small and an easy fix, but like it doesn't have an ice box. So it, it's little things like that that like over time add up. It's fine. We know what we're getting into, um, but it's just it's going to be very interesting. But for the most part, I'm extraordinarily excited. I cannot believe we're going to live this close to friends. The opportunities that it opens up for me are wild. Like the amount of photography things that I can do, art things that I can do, knowing that there are a lot of influencers there and just, you know, you know I, I've, I've been thinking about this in like LA in comparison to New York. Like I've always felt like New York has a soul. It may have really shitty weather. It may like feel more cramped because of the skyscrapers and the subway and all the things, but there's heart to it. And I've seen some people talk about LA where LA doesn't have that. And I think I could agree with that. Like I haven't been to all the places in LA, but I can understand where you don't have that like sense of togetherness. And also because it is just such a it's so much more massive than New York and you've got like a lot of different people and it being like the entertainment capital of the US you know like everything movie related everything TV related like actors actresses celebrities musicians like and then you get into like the extraordinarily wealthy influencers and it's just it makes sense that the climate of community is a little different but one of like the positives of this is our friends have lived there for years, so they already have like a friend group. And so we're kind of already built into a friend group, which is so exciting because it just from there, you're able to branch out. You're able to like meet new people and you have like a baseline and it helps get you started. And from there, I just feel like that builds confidence. And that's something that we didn't have while we were here. Because like when we first moved here, I put in a lot of effort. At that time, I was super into art stuff. So there were like a couple of communities I went and tried to be a part of. And it was either running into like the cliche clicks or it just, it like wasn't a good fit. Um, I'd say it actually was mainly like clickish stuff. There was like one girl who was a photographer. I remember like reaching out to her and I'd actually reached out to her before we moved. So I was like, okay, I want to go on and like make some connections so that like when I go see these people in person. It's, you know, like we already have a baseline. I was telling her that I would love to like shoot with her, you know, take photos together. And she had like posted something on her Instagram story about doing like this photo shoot. And I had responded, I was like, hey, I would love to be a part of this, whether I'm like a model for this or if I can just come and like, you know, side, you know, shoot on the side and like get content, just hang out. And she was like, no, you don't fit our vibe. Like, you know, maybe we'll consider something in the future. It was very strange, very harsh. And it like just turned me off like so hard. I was like, 
are you serious, man? Like, you know that I'm new. I'm like reaching out being like, hey, I would love to help where I can. No, I don't have to be a model if I don't fit the vibe. I would have loved to at least like take photos or like, let me come shadow, let me come help, like whatever the fuck. And it was just like this hard cut off. And from there, like at any point when I did try to reach out to her to connect, it was just like either like I'm too busy or just stopped responding. And like, that's just how the friendships went for me here in Vegas in general. It's like, cause that happened, something like that happened several times. And I think it just, it made me jaded to Vegas in general, like already living in a place that isn't creatively beautiful or, you know, like overflowing with the kind of like art or creativity that I would like to plug myself into. I just, I'm jaded. And I'm sure that there are people who either live here or look at Vegas and they feel totally differently, but it's just, it's not a town I want to be in. It's a tourist town. It's built around tourism. Like civilization should not even exist here because it's a fucking desert um, and it's only getting hotter. So yeah, we've both struggled with depression, being here and feeling lonely. I've definitely done a little better than he has. And I think it's just because I've, I've been so used to having my best friends live in different states for me. I don't think I've ever lived in the same state as a best friend until now, which is really exciting. I cannot believe my luck. And that's something else that I'm struggling with is like waiting for this to be taken away from me because it's too good. It's like, oh, this is too good. We have a house on a quiet street two minutes away from our friends. That's too good. Or like, we're close where we can like take a train or ride the bike down to the beach and like, oh, that's too good. Or this place is like 500 bucks under budget or um, I, I just, and then this goes back to things that I'm working through in therapy with this sense of like belonging and deserving to take up space and deserving and worthy of all of these things. And it's hard to believe that if like the trajectory of your past has looked like obstacle and roadblock after obstacle and roadblock. Like I just expect something to happen, like the rug to be pulled out from under us or like the house falls through or something happens like where we can't make this happen because I think I've just, I've struggled to believe like good things can happen to me or good things will happen to me. And again, that's something I'm working through in therapy. We're trying to get to the bottom of that, not only like where that source is from, but also like, how do I remedy that and how do I work on that? Like it definitely, it definitely surfaces from childhood, feeling stuck in one place for so long, feeling stuck in my childhood home for like 18 years and there being abuse and trauma and feeling like I was just never going to get out, feeling like there wasn't going to be anyone there to rescue me. And because of that, when I did make it out, I have this like preconceived belief that like, It's just always going to be like that. Like if I get stuck in something, then I'm stuck and it's going to be like that for a long time. Like for instance, the pandemic wiped out all of my jobs. And this is something that I was planning on talking about in another episode of the podcast, especially I think it was the episode about depression, but pandemic wiped out all of my jobs. And of course that triggers like a lot of feelings. Like you've got financial insecurity. I was like, not sure where I was going to live, not sure if I was going to have to move back home with my parents, which it was like, that is literally like last resort, absolute worst case scenario. It's like, I cannot live at home again. 
uh, it, it, it was not fun. It was awful. Um, and so my fix to it was nannying for two different families that both wound up being very shitty of which I was actually fired from both. And I cannot wait to share those stories because neither were my fault. And I stand by that, uh, working a $7 an hour coffee shop job. Cause it was the first thing that I could land. And then we moved and I worked at another coffee shop. It was like $11 an hour. And then I somehow landed the video agency production job where I was like making a salary and I had somewhere to go every single day. Um, it's been a very interesting journey. And throughout all of that, there have been moments I just feel really stuck. I feel like I'm not going to get out. I feel like good things aren't going to happen to me. That these dreams that I have to like work for myself again or do photography again or even something like this where it's like, oh, let me get paid for my podcast. Let me make an art shop. Let me do YouTube stuff and like my own content creation stuff. It's like, oh, I want these things. But for some reason, like I'm not worthy enough to have them happen. Like they're only going to happen to other people. My life feels especially difficult, or at least it did like over the last like three years, where it just felt like an uphill battle every single day, like just trying to like claw out of like the depression that I felt from losing my jobs and like all sense of identity, as well as just like trying to stay grounded through each day and being like, I think I mentioned this in the first or second episode of the podcast where it was like my best was calling my mom and taking a shower during some of those days. My best was making the bed and sitting on the couch and playing my Switch. And I know a lot of people have very different stories when it comes to the pandemic. Um, It was just horrific. And over the last like seven months, I've felt myself start to return to myself. I feel myself becoming more confident again. I don't feel as insecure about losing my job again because I'm already like planning in my head. It's like, well, if I get fucking fired from my job or I lose it or whatever, uh, you know, I'll go work somewhere else. That's not a coffee shop job. Cause Emily, you're not stuck to working coffee shop jobs. You're not stuck working fast food. Like there are other places. And I just, one of my greatest fears at the moment is having to go back to work at like a 40 hour a week, like nine to five kind of job. And I, I think I was planning on talking about this in some of the other episodes. Uh, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm just rambling. Um, I see a lot of my friends who have finally started their careers and I just, they're stuck in the nine to five. And I know that they're unhappy. They tell me that they're unhappy. Um, And like, I fear having to go back into that because the times that I have been in that, that kills my creativity, that kills a lot of positivity and hope that I have for the future. It's like the grind of that, the wear and tear that it like takes on your body, especially if you're standing for eight hours a day. And I'm talking like specifically about like customer service jobs. Like I know it's a little different when you actually get into an office, which that in of itself was not fun. And it's why it just makes me continuously so grateful that I'm able to work remote. It has definitely been wonderful for me. And I hope I can maintain that in whatever other job I get next. I'm gonna bring my desk up a little bit. So yeah, I'm just, I'm afraid of having to go back and start over again. It's like, okay, things are starting to get really good again. Like we're getting some leads on stuff. Like we're moving to a new place, uh, starting to do a lot of creativity things again. You know, I'm like started this podcast. I'm trying to like practice some consistency with YouTube and social media. And it's like, okay, when when is something bad going to happen? And I hate how morbid this sounds, but it's like, 
when is something medical going to happen that it's just going to be ridiculously too expensive for me to pay? Or when is someone going to die? Or like, when is my house going to catch fire? It's just, and I don't know if that's all or nothing thinking or catastrophizing. There's like a certain phrase for that within therapy. Um, But it's just like assuming it's going to just be this. Um, Maybe it's like a mixture of both. It's like, yeah. Um, so, so that's been very interesting. I'm, I'm trying to not get stuck in those thoughts and just allow myself to enjoy the process of packing and realizing like our destination is a place that I actually want to live in. And I'm really excited to live in. And it's like biking distance from shops and grocery stores and biking distance to the beach. And, uh, just really hoping that LA is good to me. When we were flying there to go see the house, I was like looking out the window, like just the entire city. And a thought passed through my head of like, there's so many people who have come to LA with big dreams. And I especially think of like actors coming in, wanting to become celebrities or wanting to be in big movies and that being very difficult. And I feel like that's its own, that's its own beast. Like you can be successful and like do other things in LA, but I do feel like that one in particular has eaten up the most people and like destroyed a lot of hopes and dreams for people. But I know it like, it's like that with other things too. And it's just, you know, I guess I'm like, oh, what makes me any different or any more deserving of like coming into this space, hoping that I'm able to find like some sort of stability or create my own thing. Like what makes me worthy enough to do that? I just, yeah, if you can't already tell, I'm dealing with a lot of insecurities and struggles with believing I'm worthy of good things happening to me. And like I said earlier in the episode, I'm working on that. I don't want to be unrealistic in being like, oh, LA is going to fix everything because it's not. Like, I'm so aware that it's not. New York was never going to be like that either. Like I never looked at New York and thought like, this is going to fix everything. Like, I'm going to be like so much happier and not depressed or whatever. Like, I knew it was going to take work. And the difference with New York is like, I actually romanticized the mundane, like the everyday living, like that's what drew me to New York the most. Whenever I stayed there, I always stayed in Washington Heights. Like I always wanted to stay in like a neighborhood that I knew I could afford if and when I was able to move there. And I would like go shop in the bodegas and like, I I tried to like stay in Airbnbs or like at a friend's place so that I could get a feel of like being in an actual apartment and like walking to the subway and, you know, I'm like in a skirt one day and I'm so exhausted that I sit down on the seat and like half my ass is hanging out. And I'm like, I just don't give a fuck at this point. And this was also pre-COVID. So I do also feel like I'd feel very different being packed like sardines into a subway. But even then that's part of it. Like you get stuck in one of the tunnels in a subway and it's like over an hour that you're just sitting there and you just have to deal with it. And my respect and reverence for New Yorkers is unmatched. There is a soul there that is both hardworking and resilient as well as like deep deep down empathetic and caring and I feel like it's the most prominently seen in how the city gathered together after 9-11 whenever I go to New York it's like a mecca for me to go to the World Trade Center I love like I, <laughs> I found so much comfort throughout college in particular because that was like when depression was really bad for me thinking of myself as like this like as if I was in 
a state of ground zero that it's like I've reached the bottom I'm like rock bottom there's nowhere else I can go but up and always using these analogies of like you know you watch like terrorism or destruction happen and like everything's collapsed like everything that you knew has collapsed and there's just dust and ash left and in my Instagram captions, like throughout those couple of years, I would write about rebuilding or like, you know, you're clearing the space. And then eventually like you start building up like the skeleton of the new building and then there's walls and windows. And, and then eventually you get a building that's even taller than those two buildings were. And I, I just, I always found a lot of hope whenever I would look at the Freedom Tower and I got to go up in it. And I remember like feeling really emotional standing there and you can look down and you can see both pools, like both fountains where the original twin towers stood. And I'm like tearing up at that of not only just the pain that New York, New Yorkers and the U.S. like in general went through, but like seeing a reflection of myself and my life in that where it's like I for so long felt like I was just like destroyed and at the bottom. And, you know, this is a sign that. Like there's hope to rebuild. And I always like looked at the Freedom Tower as like this middle finger to the world of like, bitch ass, like we're going to fucking like rebuild this and it's going to be even taller and like more grounded and stable and formidable. That's the word I was looking for. It's going to be even more formidable than before. Um, so yeah, I carry that spirit with me. I think my home will always be in New York. I've never lived there only visited a few times, but I know my soul will always be at home in New York. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about this and I don't know where I was going with this. I think it had some relation to LA. Uh, yeah, I genuinely do not remember. Welcome. Um, I guess I'm just going to move on now. I really, really want to work for myself. God, I really want this podcast to take off I would love to have like a social media cult following. It's like, I don't need the biggest numbers, but I want that engagement. I want people to feel like devoted to my content and who I am as a person and supporting me. Cause there's like, there's a couple of people that I feel that way toward. There's like this one artist, her name is Cheyenne. I've been following her since like 2018, 2019. And I love scrolling through her comments on YouTube because every single comment is so wonderful and so positive. And it's like, you know that she puts in the work, but also she is as authentic as you can be. And that's a quality I have always cherished about myself is like, above anything else, I will be authentic and I will try to be as empathetic as possible. And something I'm now learning is integrating like assertiveness and a sense of strength and resilience and power and that just because you are soft and kind does not mean you're not powerful. Uh, the movie, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, won a lot of awards, uh, the Oscars, which also you have to watch one of the acceptance speeches, which I'm blanking on his name, and I'm going to research it very quickly because I actually want to say his name. Ki Hui Kwan. It's about how his empathy is his strength, where... Evelyn's strength is sort of just like grinding, putting her head down, not looking around at anything else, kind of like numb to the world, sort of just lost in her life. And he, on the other hand, is trying to stay empathetic to people and how when you change your mindset around that and you look at people differently, like 
you'll treat them differently. Maybe you'll feel differently about yourself. And uh, I loved how he said it's like, my empathy is my superpower. And I relate to that very, very hard. And so I always want to foster that in whatever communities that I create, whether that's art, merchandise, podcasting, photography and videography, general content creation, like what will set me apart is my authenticity. And then I call bullshit on the hustle culture and the capitalistic culture and the just, just the fakeness in order to get to the top. It's just, I feel like it is just 2020s. I feel like it's just the 2020s version of climbing the corporate ladder, except it's this like influencer ladder that is like minimalist or it just like it all looks the same for everybody. And I just, I don't want to fall to that. I want to remain true to myself. And part of that process is like working on this podcast and putting out episodes and rambling and doing all the things that I have always wanted. I said this in the very first episode that my greatest fear is making it to 30 and having not at least tried to accomplish some of these things. Whether or not that they're successful, I don't know. And I don't want to be disappointed if they're not successful because even in that, it's successful that I'm even fucking doing it. It's successful that I'm recording this episode on Tuesday, April 25th, when I probably should be packing for a move that we're making to a different state in two weeks. But instead I'm doing this because this is important to me and it's still important to me to maintain like a sense of a YouTube schedule and still trying to post a TikTok and like working on art stuff and just all of these things. Like I want to do all of the things and it is so fucking frustrating to me that I don't have time to do all of them. Like it is full-time work. I don't think people realize how much work can go into TikTok videos. So like some of the clean with me videos that I've done are just like day in life vlogs, especially if I'm doing really quick cuts or like trying to do some like stop motion looking stuff. Cause like, I wanna like, I wanna be creative with it. That's a lot of fun. Like I, I need to start just airdropping everything to my computer and editing in Premiere because at this point editing on my phone is so fucking frustrating. I hate it. And on my phone, it can take like over an hour for me to edit like a fucking 30 second, one minute video, like wild to me coming from like a videography background where like it takes like hours to edit a video, but like there's a lot you're like that's going into it. You've got like so many more things going to those videos. And I'm like, this is just a stupid little TikTok that should be really easy. And I shouldn't have to put in this much work for something, but I do. And even then I'm not getting the views that I would love to get. And the reason why I want views is to get people's eyes on my podcast or on me as a person. And like that following of people who are devoted to you. And it's just, yeah, I just want to be able to do all of the things. I actually wrote out on a note on my phone earlier today, and I wanted to tell you this, maybe this is my way of trying to manifest this shit. I don't really believe in manifesting and I'll go into that later. I I do believe though in like setting some goals or like seeing like what you want for your life and then trying to mirror your life after like your goal. So for instance, if I'm saying I want a successful podcast, it's like, I'm not just sitting there, quote, manifesting it, expecting it to just happen to me. It's like, you have to do the fucking work. You have to record the episode. Actually, you need to get yourself a microphone. You record the episodes, you create some art for it. uh, And then you have a consistent schedule, whether that's one, like every week, bi-weekly, once a month, like whatever it is, like staying devoted to that and working on like networking and all the things. And even then, as I'm saying all this, I'm like, Is this hustle culture or is this just like working for what you want? 
because I don't want to just hustle. It's very important to me to have this work-life balance where I, you know, if I'm like working late after like my actual full-time job on some of this, it's like, okay, is this a time that I can pour into this and I'm okay with sacrificing some of my free time in order to get this done? Or is this a day that I really need to focus on self-care because I feel myself burning out and I need to make sure I don't fucking burn out because when I burn out, I drop everything, I give it all up because I hate it and then I don't touch it for months and I go through the uh, shame spiral. It's like, oh, you know, you really wanted to do this, but like you gave it up. It's like, I'm trying to put up the barriers, the parameters now so that doesn't happen and by like, Doing that means listening to my body, like if I'm nearing burnout. I also have to remember I have other obligations, especially with my full-time job. Like that still comes first because that is my salary. It's like, yeah, I just, I would love to eventually like exit out of that. Like before I'm 30, it'd be really fucking great if it was before I was 28, man. Like, God, I would love that. I turned 27 and like, five months. Is it five months? May, June, July, August. God, we're actually coming up on four months and I turned 27 and, um, yeah, I just, yeah. So anyway, uh, I have dreams and I wrote them out. And so here are the dreams that I have. First one I wrote is a successful podcast schedule and following for the can't relate podcast where it will feature weekly episodes with like myself talking different topics that I've either researched or rambling like this, as well as like interviewing guests. Uh, And then like a, like a byline beneath that is like host live shows, like in person. The second one is like a decent following on socials with a cult like mindset. And again, I was like, I don't care as much about the numbers. I really just care about that engagement, that support, those people that like when they see you, put out a new product. Like, let's say I want to make a sweatshirt and I like want to do some of my own designs on it or sayings or whatever that it's like, I put this out and I may only have like 15,000 followers, but of those people, so many more order it because they love what I do and they feel that I've created like a culture of like a relationship with them. And I, I, this was like what I was talking about earlier. Welcome to just me rambling because I'm like seeing things and I'm connecting dots because I was talking about the uh, artist that I follow, Cheyenne, where like I've been following for her for years and I see comments on her YouTube of like people talking about how her vlogs make her feel and just like they are so supportive of her, especially how she's been dealing with an ADHD diagnosis and depression and anxiety and like those followers love her. And there's a Twitch streamer that Kevin and I watch who is the same way. It's like, he may not have the highest Twitch views, but God, his audience is feral and so devoted to him. And it's like, that's what I want. And so it's it's for like my Instagram page, like the podcast page, like my little art page that I'm starting up again. Uh, the third one and I've wanted this since I was 20, is an online merch shop that could then turn into like a pop-up shop at a festival or, you know, cute little farmer's market. I don't think I actually want a brick and mortar place. I really don't. I just, that feels like that's too, I'd be confined too much. And I also don't want to deal with like the financials with having that. I would just rather it be online. Uh, But the merch shop having everything from like t-shirts and sweatshirts, to prints and stickers, totes, doing some maybe crochet 
uh, little creatures, um, like crocheted totes, like, and even something down to like a social media proposal or like photo prints of my photography, like just this like hodgepodge of things because I can never just be fucking one thing. I just have to be all of the things. And my goal is for that to be like a mixture of like the hot girl, like cute designer shit, like the things that you see in like LA or New York, like that like cute sweatshirt that's like a little minimalistic, but also like mix in some of the cutesy stuff. Because again, I'm just realizing I have to embrace that. That is who I am. I am just all of the things and I can never just be one thing. The fourth one is have a successful thriving like YouTube posting community schedule where it'll feature like my podcast vlogs, day in the life, routines, weekend, like day in the life, reset days, cleaning vlogs, drawing, crocheting, like would love at some point for it to at least be weekly, which I, I foresee that definitely being something that would either be after I leave like full-time job stuff or I don't know. We'll see. Um, I even thought about like streaming, like live streaming, like a co-working session. Um, I don't think I would do it on Twitch. I would maybe consider YouTube or just even Instagram, but it would just be like really fun to create a space like where, you know, like we're all working on something together or maybe it's something I do in Discord. I don't know, like just like where you can come hang out and we can chat and work together. Like Cheyenne does this and I really like that format because when you work from home or you don't like have a lot of friends in your area, it's like really comforting to tune in and like chat with her and other people. Um, And then some of the other like smaller but not smaller things is like to eventually have a three bedroom house in Santa Monica and it has like a lot of natural light and like my own office space and it's still close to our best friends and has like a cute backyard on a quiet street and lots of plants and Uh, Another one is to work for myself and make at least 100K yearly with my income. Do I believe this will happen? I don't know. I want to believe I'm worthy of it, but I am very doubtful. And I don't want to think that way because I don't want to just, you know, not do the work because I think it's not going to pay off. But that is a lofty goal. And that particular goal scares me because I'm afraid I can't do it. And then the last one is just more of a personal one. It's like, I would love to crochet some blankets. And like more amigurumis, which are like the little creatures. Like if you look it up, they're so fucking cute. Man, let me go on a crochet rant for a second. I started crocheting in September. I'd wanted to do it for a while, knew nothing about it. And so I ordered this kit from Amazon. It's called the Woobles. Actually, wait, if you're watching on video uh, or actually, if you're just like listening audio wise, I'm running to get a bag to like show the video portion of this to the people who are watching on YouTube. So Sorry if you're not going to see this, but one second. I totally forgot. I left this out uh, because I was like, well, what if I want to crochet over the next two weeks before we move? (laughs) It's like, oh, now, fuck, now I'm thinking of something else that I want to share about. Okay, wait, I actually want to share this story. So like one of my best friends, her name is Sierra. She and I like both struggle with like a lot of anxiety, especially packing anxiety. God, I'm all over the place. And she never talking about like... Like our last couple of trips that we've taken separately, uh, we just overpack. And I hate the like stereotype of like, oh, women overpack in general. It's like, for me, it's more anxiety based. It's like, I need to make sure I have like extras of like everything. Cause like, what happens if I get stuck at the airport and I need an extra pair of underwear or like extra doses of my medicine or 
like things to do. Like if I'm going somewhere and I'm like, and it's especially for me, it's like, okay, well, I want my art stuff. Do I want to bring a crochet kit? Do I want to bring, you know, like obviously I'll bring my switch, but you know, do I need my iPad? And it's like, so for her, she was talking about, uh, she was like taking like an overnight trip with like her partner and they were going to go stay in a cabin. And she was like, Emily, I packed fucking tennis rackets. And she was like, there wasn't a tennis. And she was like, there wasn't a tennis court. And she was like, my partner was like, well, what are we going to use these for? And she's like, I don't know, you know, just in case we get bored. And I was like fucking dying, man. Like one of the hardest I've laughed in like a really long time over just like overpacking shit because you're like afraid you're gonna not have stuff to do and of course you wind up not using it like I'm like let me bring like three books because I don't know which book I'm gonna want to read and yeah I just that's what that made me think of like when I picked up this bag because it was like will I actually do this like the three weeks like over us moving I don't know but at least I have the option so uh Rant aside, this is called the Woobles kit. It's like this adorable little crochet kit. Uh, it's like 25 bucks off Amazon. So it's definitely like, I'd recommend like, you know, if you're interested in crocheting, like just buy one and see how you feel. Cause like they're really intuitive. It's like the videos that they have that pair with like each little creature is like, it's really nice. Like, um, cause from there, like you can learn and then you can invest in your own yarn and like crochet hooks and all of the things. Uh, but this one that I have, it's like a little cat and he has like a little, uh, apron with a fish on it. It's very cute. And I forgot I had ordered this cause I've just started like buying my own yarn, but it comes with like everything from like, like a pre-started piece, uh, where like you crochet into it. It has a hook. It's got a yarn needle, plastic eyes, stuffing. And it's just, yeah. Amigurumi are these just like cute little creatures. It's like everything from animals to like I mean, even dolls, um, like small crocheted dolls or like, oh, these like adorable, like I, I was looking up, um, some like inspiration for it today and like found some like little cake slices, like this just darling little like crocheted like cake slices and like they put it all together. So it looks like a cake. And I'm like, oh my God, like four-year-old me is freaking out. Cause like, that's the kind of shit I love. Like, and so I want to do more of that. And I want to like would have loved to eventually like crochet like some cute short sleeve tanks for myself or a cardigan and just yeah man I I am just like bursting with creativity right now I started drawing again like a week ago having not touched art for over a year and I'm having so much fun with it I'm coloring with colored pencils like all traditional stuff I just I think what happened is I was comparing myself too much to other people like I was following way too many art accounts and just kind of getting overwhelmed by people who were better than me. And it's like, and that's okay for me to admit that. Like, that's not me downing myself. It's just like, yep, this person has been doing it longer than me. Like they understand like color values or they definitely understand shading or like shadows and light and like the relationship between those, like, and that's all great. And it's like trying to remind myself, like I'm capable of reaching that point as well. It's just a matter of like making that happen. But yeah, I just, I became so uninspired. Um, and so for over a year, I haven't touched anything, haven't touched any of my art supplies, haven't touched my iPad except for using it to watch Netflix. And we went and sat in the park like two weeks ago, I think. And I took my notebook out and I have like really nice colored pencils. Like if you know anything about art stuff, they're Prisma color pencils. Um, they are more expensive than like your regular pencils, let alone like, let alone like Crayola or just like an artist pencil. 
but they are wax based, I think. Uh, and God, they smooth, like they just blend so beautifully. If you were to see, I think I have like over 50 pencils at this point. Like I even just bought a pencil case so I can fit all of them. But like, there's a lot of colors that look really similar and you'd think I don't need them, but you do because they like their value looks different when you actually put it on paper and it makes shading really beautiful. And I've been obsessed with drawing frogs in like little raincoats or dresses. Like right now I'm working on a project of like this cute little frog on roller skates holding an ice cream cone. And she has like a little crochet bag like flowing behind her. Um, I finished like one of little froggo like sitting on a picnic blanket with like a teapot and like drinking like a cup of coffee uh, and like cake. I love drawing cake. Um, and it's like a full finished like illustrated piece. Like it's not just the frog. It's like the background is like filled in. Like I have like a little river and like some mountains and stuff and I'm just having so much fun. Yeah, it's just, it's wholesome and wonderful and it makes me really happy. And I actually, for like the first time in a very long time, I feel very confident in my art. I feel really happy with my style. Uh, I'm following just a few niche artists that like kind of provide some inspiration, but it's not too overwhelming where I'm like, fuck, I'm not as good as this person. Cause there were several artists that I felt that way with. It's like, I would watch their stuff or follow them. And I was like, I'm struggling to connect with this because they are just leagues better than me or they have way more opportunities than me. And that overwhelms me and just, yeah. So I'm not ingesting as much content, but I'm ingesting just enough so that I can like be inspired. Um, something I've always struggled with, with art stuff is like, I can look at say like a mug and I can draw it, you know, you're just like draw it as is, but I, I struggle with like drawing it in a creative way. Um, like thinking outside of the box, like how can I make this like mug look really quirky or different shapes? I don't know. Um, and something that helps with that is just looking at what other people have done and from there, I'm able to get other ideas of like, oh, that is possible. I would have never thought of drawing something that way. And that's like what I really love about art in general is like constantly getting new ideas. And right now me finding my biggest passion, which is like traditional art and it's coloring with pencils. And man, my favorite thing lately has been getting high and I only get high in the evenings. I want to like dedicate a different episode to weed because that would be very interesting. But like, I only get high in the evenings. All my chores have to be done. I plant myself on the couch with like a little like fruit snacks, like pack and like my water. And I'm watching Gilmore Girls right now. Um, this is for the first time and it's so much fun. And I just draw um, and it's so great. I'm having so much fun. Like that has just been like giving so much life to me. And yeah. Um, so yeah, all of that being said, those are my dreams, my little ramble about art, my little ramble about podcast stuff and moving. I can see my camera and it looks like we're nearing 50 minutes of rambling. And I actually don't think there's going to be a lot of cuts in this, which is great for me because it's going to mean I don't have to edit for as long. Like I just have to listen through this. Um, I love how this flowed. This felt really natural. This felt really good, which is interesting because like the other podcasts have felt really awkward. Like I've been worried about like how I'm talking or like specific words or whatever. Like it feels more performative. I may have already said that. And this is like quite literally felt like I'm just talking to a friend, but I also don't give a fuck. Like I know that not everyone's going to be able to relate to the art stuff and crochet stuff or 
wanting, you know, a YouTube channel, whatever it is. And it's just like, I just don't care. This was a lot of fun. And I feel really happy about this and makes me excited to chat next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about next week? Whatever's on my mind, I guess. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I had a really wonderful time. I hope you are doing well. Uh, As always, make sure you drink enough water, eat food if you can, get some sleep if you can, and if you can't, at least make your space as cozy as possible and be super kind to yourself in that space because I know what that feels like to have insomnia and not be able to sleep and how frustrating that is. Go on a walk, get some sun if you can, And above all else, make yourself a cup of tea and be kind to yourself. I'll see you soon.